good to be together. It's good to be uh, together <coughs> as God's people. And it's really partly what I'm going to be speaking about today. I'm continuing the, uh, the, the series that we're going through at the moment of, of, little, of people telling testimonies about what God has done for them over their lives and, and how God has spoken to them and how God has shaped their lives through, uh, through his work. And I want to just give a, 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 my own testimony into something that has uh, really completely shaped uh, my life and the life of my family over many years. Um, it's probably been the dominant theme, really, of how we have lived our life. Um, it's probably not too much of an overstatement to say that. And um, it was through an increasing revelation of something that God, over the years, uh, showed me and showed us. Uh, and um, it's also centred around a particular verse, which I'll come to later. It's in Ephesians. Uh, those who know me a bit uh, will know that my favourite book in the Bible is Ephesians, and there are various reasons for that. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, it's Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10. Um, if you want to turn to it, we'll, we'll read it a bit later. And what I'm going to talk about, basically, is Eulon, the church. And, uh, and I've, I've entitled it, uh, Going from Bored Child to Captivated Son. And, uh, and, and my story is really one of how God brought me to a revelation of what the church is. Okay. Now, just to, as, a, as a start, um, uh, I, I was born uh, into a Christian family. My parents uh, were, well, my dad was a leader in the church. My mum was, although she wasn't recognised as that. If you listen to Rochelle's uh, talk, uh, um, uh, you know, that whole, whole <coughs> idea of the time when, uh, when women were just sort of, not quite add-ons. I mean, my mum was very very effective and very good in the church, but she had no recognised role. Um, but we, we, were, we were part of a church, uh, and I, I went from, the, from a very early age, since I was born. And uh, it was something that you did, something you did on a Sunday. We went every Sunday. And um, uh, I didn't mind it, uh, but it was boring, I have to say. Um, and... Uh, but it was all you did. It's, you know, you, 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 you were part of a, a church, you went on a Sunday, um, and, uh, and so I did. And, and, uh, and it, well, I found it boring. Um, I, I think I did learn quite a lot from it. Um, but as I got a bit older, uh, to sort of while away the time, um, it was a church where we used to sing hymns, and um, it was, this church had it actually, that um, to sort of help uh, the sort of boredom, uh, either side of the, of the pulpit where they spoke from, were, were, the hymn numbers were up. Uh, if you remember some of, some of the churches, they put the hymn numbers up. We had a book, and the, you know which, which hymn to go to. And so what I used to do during the sermon was add up the hymn numbers. And then once I'd added them all up, I then did some maths with them. I, I, I loved maths. And so I did a bit of mental maths with, uh, you know, multiplying and dividing, and so just to see, you know, what I could do with these numbers. And when I'd finished doing that, I then uh, started to count. Now, you can't do this in this church because we've, we've refurbished it all. But in, in the church I grew up in, um, you could still see the bricks. Uh, and so I used to count the bricks on the columns either side of the pulpit. And then once I'd done that, I then shared it with my sister who, and see if we came up with the same number. Um, 
and, and we never did. And so we had to each week have to go back and recount just to see whether uh, we came up with the same number. And this is how uh, I, uh, I, I spent a lot of my early years in church. Now, uh, when I was about 11 or 12, we had a youth group. I loved that. Uh, we used to meet after church or, uh, in an evening, and we used to do camps. And I used to love that side of things. But the services were dull. Um, I do love the church. It's still, it's still going. It's, it's a bit different now. Um, um, but, and it's where I, I came to know Christ. And so I've got a real affection for it. But I had such a limited idea of what church was through this experience. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, so I, I grew older. And I came, came to Christ. Uh, and then about... A, about 17, 16, 17, I can't remember exactly when, I had a, uh, the church supported various mi missionaries around the world, and, uh, and one missionary happened to come uh, to the church, and they spoke about what they were doing. Um, I can't remember where they were from or what they were doing, but I remember at the time um, sensing something, that God was calling me to serve him. Um, and and I, I just I, all I knew at the time was well it must be God wanted me at some point in my life to be a missionary to go abroad somewhere because that's my only understanding of what it was to serve God I had no other concept of it um, and so I just assumed from that point at some point I would give up my job and go and be a missionary somewhere and I, I, but I, I would put it on the back burner and uh, anyway, I went, uh, I eventually left the church and went to university. And uh, but before then, uh, uh, just a, uh, another thing, my, my sister, however, um, who those who've heard me speak about my sister before, is one of my spiritual heroes. She had a, a grasp of Christianity which was beyond mine. And, uh, and she spent time growing up in this church, but she, I just, sort of just accepted it and thought this is what church is. My sister on the other hand was reading the Bible and thinking there's got to be more than this. And I can remember her going to her youth leaders and said there's got to be more than this. This church, there's got to be more. There's got to be more uh, expectations. There's got to be more than, than the boring Sunday mornings that we go through. And my youth leaders they were great but um, uh, they didn't really have a great deal of answers. And so what she did, um, my sister, is she, she started looking around and um, she organised trips to uh, the Downs Bible Week for those that uh, are old enough. Years and years ago when the charismatic movement was starting, they started to go to uh, a place down in, near Brighton where they met together and, uh, 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 you know, for a week and camped and just had great times of worship. And so my sister was intent on finding something new and and we all, I remember as a young people's group, we just jumped in the car and went down to, to one evening meeting. And I was just sort of blown away by this. I, I didn't know what the fuss was about. I was quite frightened by the whole thing. People being quite lively and, and, and enjoying uh, church or whatever I, that was. Um, and it was sort of, you know, and I think I couldn't really get my head around it. Anyway, when I, when I left uh, and went to university... God led me, and I won't go into the details, but he cl clearly led me very much to a Church of England that was charismatic, that was uh, using the gifts of the Spirit. And it was a great transition for me, because 
it was, it was starting to see things of the spirit, which our church really hadn't really experienced or, 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 or had, but in a very polite way. Uh, the Church of England, this Church of England was a very nice church to be part of. And so for me, it was a great transition. Not, I couldn't cope with this big tent thing with all the people, you know, raising their hands and dancing around or whatever. But I could cope with this church, which was very nice, and yet was experiencing something of the gifts of the Spirit. And so for me, it was a transitional time. And the next transitional time was when I started to get to know uh, my lovely wife, and uh, she had recently come to Christ, and uh, this is university, and she had started to go to a a wacky church, if you, if any, anything, you know, anything that was, um, and how she got there, I don't know. It was called Church on the Way, led by a very charismatic pastor who loved engaging with the spirit and stuff. And um, I never actually went to the church. Oh, no, I went, went once, didn't I? I can't remember. But what I noticed in Katrina, before we got engaged, was something that was so full of life. She'd been a Christian minutes and yet her understanding of God, her life in God was way beyond mine and it intrigued me. Um, I mean, she was very beautiful, obviously, as well. I was intrigued by that. But I loved her, although she had limited, you know, she would say to herself, she had limited knowledge. I had a lot of knowledge. I had a lot of knowledge of the Bible. I grew up and I thank God for that. But her, her understanding of things of the Spirit, of an intimacy with Jesus that I knew nothing about, intrigued me and so this was a process I went through um, and from time to time we, we went to various other bits and pieces um, uh, and, and I was experiencing these things of the spirit and re recognizing that the church didn't have to be or wasn't you know what my experience of church growing up wasn't necessarily what church really should be and what it was all about anyway uh, we got married and moved to uh, Plumstead and by that stage, I was probably happy, having experienced all this, there was something going on in me, but I thought, you know, I would probably be happy to go back to what I had before, because that's what I experienced. Now, we were a little bit away from my, my, my home church, and we went around all the churches in Plumstead, um, and we realised, and mainly my wife, bless her, would say, I can't, I can't be here, I can't be in a church like, you know, like what I grew up in. Um, we need something more, something more dynamic. And eventually, uh, although I was resisting it, we came to what was Plumpton Christian Fellowship. We met in uh, the school at, at, on Plumpton Common. And again, we had the same thing. There was this church was planted a few years before we got there. It was full of life. There was joy. There was, there was activity of the Holy Spirit. There was all sorts of things going on. And I was, you know, I got there and I was a bit nervous. I thought, well, and yet I could hear God speaking to me. And, uh, and I wanted to get out as quickly as possible um, of, of that because I was finding it quite intense. And uh, lo and behold, I came out of the meeting and found that Katrina had signed us up for their joining the church group that day, which I was a bit cross about. But actually, I knew in my spirit this is this is where I should be. And and it was a a revelation of the fact that church, as I knew it, wasn't church. I mean, this is church, Jim, but not as we know it. That's a reference to Star Wars. No, uh, Star Trek. Anyway, 
actually, um, and so, you know, basically we've been part of the church now for ever since that time, and we've seen things move on. And the revelation that was coming to me was of a, a church that wasn't dull, wasn't irrelevant, wasn't something you put up with, wasn't something that, that, uh, that were, you know, you just endured. It was something full of life. Um, but of course, it's not just about Sunday morning. Sunday morning is an expression. And I look back and I think, do you know what? What I enjoyed in the youth group, what I enjoyed in, in those other elements and, and being together. And we had a, what, one thing about our home, my own church, was that they did love each other. There was a real community there. Okay, Sundays were dull and they didn't really understand about things of the spirit, but they loved each other. And I look back and I think, do you know what? That, that and my understanding was, well, that, that actually at the time I didn't realise that was church. I thought Sunday morning was church, but actually it was the community they had, and the community we had as a youth group, and, and that, that is church, and it's people together loving and caring and, and looking after one another, and so this, this was a whole revelation that was coming to me. And then I think it came to a head, not a head when, uh, when I heard a, a preach through, um, from Terry Virgo, and I can't remember when it was, and it was on <coughs> Ephesians 3 verse 10. And, um, it, th this verse says this, and it's talking about God, and it says, His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Now, that's the, the NIV translation. It's not a brilliant translation, because it uses the word manifold, which is not easy to understand. It's, you have a manifold in a car, which is not the same thing at all. But the word has, uh, it's, it's actually two words in, uh, in, uh, in the Greek. And it's talking about uh, an intricate beauty or an embroidered pattern or the endless variety of colours in nature. Um, or, or it talks about um, variegated or, or uh, and it could, you, could, you could see as, a, as, a, as a, all the different uh, faces of a diamond. And what the, the writer is trying to express, what Paul is trying to express here, is something quite remarkable, quite amazing. This, this amazing multicoloured uh, spectrum of, of God's wisdom uh, displayed in the church. And, and this blew me away. And I'm thinking, the church is, is displaying the wisdom and the glory of God to the universe and this I couldn't I, I was struggling to get my head around actually and but, but it's there in black and white and 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 God says actually my intention is this I my wisdom my glory who, who I am my amazing you know glory and wisdom I'm going to use the church to display it I am going to use us to display to the world and to the universe my wisdom. I'm not going to do it through any other way. Amen. I could, you know, and so his intent is to do it through the church, through you and me. And suddenly the, the enormity of who we are was dawning on me. This was not, this wasn't just a place you met on a, on a Sunday and it was a bit tedious. This was something immense, something life-changing and as I grasped this I thought this is and actually you know through 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 our 
uh, times, there was more and more, this is something worth giving my life for. Because it is displaying and, and, and doing what God intends for the world is for it to see the church in all its splendour and glory. Amen. And so it was, it was, it's, it's affected everything that we've done. Because we wanted, I wanted and our family wants to give ourselves to seeing this happen. To being part of God's wonderful plan. God's glorious purpose of seeing the church in all its splendour displaying the glory of God. Because ultimately God wants his glory to be seen. And he's choosing to do that through us. And I find that incredible. And the way it's done, and the rest of the passage, and I'll read it a bit earlier, is... Uh, what it's talking about is bringing all sorts of different people together. In the previous passage, it talks about one new man in Christ. And it talks about the fact that there was Jews and there was Gentiles. These people were poles apart. They were hated each other. They, they were the people that would never mix. The Jews were, were isolated and, and kept apart and they were God's people and they thought they were completely special and the Gentiles were rejected and had no part to play and then the wisdom of God brought these two together and you know that is a picture of what God does in his church he brings people from all different backgrounds uh, from different races from different uh, different uh, uh, educational backgrounds different uh, different upbringings and he brings them together under one head Jesus Christ and that is incredible. And there is no place on earth that this happens like, like the church. Because we all come together through Christ. And it's his, uh, it's his doing and it's his at the centre. And I, I, when, we, uh, when we first moved into this building, um, one of the wonderful things we have about uh, Plumpson's CCK is the number of different nationalities that are represented here. And we... Uh, for those that can remember, and maybe not many of you can, when we first moved into the building, it was pretty ropey. So what we did is that we hung up all the way around the, the edge of the church flags from all the nations that were represented in, uh, in the church. I loved it. I loved coming into the church and seeing all these flags. And, uh, and at one time, there was about uh, between 15 and 20 different flags of different nations, all represented. And probably if we did the same thing today, it would be you know, similar in terms of, of where we all come from. And I used to love this and thinking, that is amazing. Look what you've done, God. You've brought into this, this place all the nations of the world. Not all of them. Uh, that would be a bit too many. Uh, but many of the nations of the world. And there was a real joy when someone who came from a different nation and started to join with us, we thought, oh, we'll go and buy their flag and we'll put that up. And, um, uh, you, know, it was, you know, when people moved on, we sometimes left their flag up because we didn't like taking flags down. But anyway, that's, a, that's another story. But, um, and it was just a representation of what God was doing, bringing so many different na nationalities and peoples together, different backgrounds, different cultures, all being brought together under one head. It's a wonderful celebration of what Jesus wants to do in his church. And as we do that, we are declaring to the world and to the universe the wisdom, the amazing wisdom of God. Amen. And it's a privilege to do that, and it's a wonder to do that. Let me just read uh, that passage out. So Ephesians chapter 2, 
uh, beginning at verse 15. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. It's a wonderful picture of how God brings people together from so many different backgrounds and different people who normally would just not get on and he'll bring it together and it gets built and God's spirit is there and it dwells there and God's spirit is active amongst them. This is what I was experiencing uh, as I went to these different churches and, and to, to the Downs and, and then later on to, to, to Stonia and all these other places. I was experiencing the presence of the spirit in his body moving and uh, healing and, and doing all the things that the Spirit wants to do. And it's about him residing in a body of believers. And that's God's intent. And he's, and he's doing that. And he wants to do it. And what I, what I want to encourage you, and what encourages me, is that is his plan A, B, C, and D. He hasn't got any other plans. He won't think, oh, I've given up with the church, they're never going to display my glory and my, my wisdom, I'm going to try something else. No, it's his intention to always display his glory through you and me, as we are in unity together. And as we bring each, each of our gifting, if we give each of our, uh, our personalities, bring each of who we are, doesn't mean we're all the same, not at all. And this is, this is the point that the, the writer is saying, we, we're all different. And that's great, that is the difference. And, uh, but, and we're all unique, and yet we're under one head, Jesus, and we are in unity. And as we allow that to happen, as we allow God to bring us to closer together, um, so we more and more display his glory and his wisdom to the world. As we allow his spirit more to move, as we add other people, as we add more um, uh, men and women, young people, boys and girls, into his kingdom, as they're brought in, uh, so his glory is more and more displayed in his wisdom. As we see more of his spirit in uh, work in us, as we allow more of his spirit activity amongst us, so his wisdom is displayed more and more. And so there is a real uh, ex um, expectation that because this is the only way God is going to display his wisdom to the world, he's not going to give up on us. When we go through difficult times, when the church is under pressure, when we go through COVID, he hasn't changed his approach. He's not changed it. His intent will always be to display to the world, to the powers and the authorities, his wisdom through the church. And so that's why we have made our decision at an early age to always do what we can to see the church built, to be part of what God is doing. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so we wanted to be involved in that, whatever that looked like, whatever that meant. 
And it changed the way we, where we, we lived, it changed the decisions we made, it's affected everything in the way we live our lives. And actually, I'm really pleased to see that it's, it's, we put it onto our kids as well. They want to be part of the churches they're part of. They want to be involved with them, they've moved close to their churches, uh, so they can uh, have a full part to play in the life of the churches they're part of. And so I just want to finish, really, is just to, just to encourage you, firstly, that God's not finished with us, not that we, we would expect that, but actually his intent will be through us to display his wisdom and glory. And he will always be intent on doing that. And he will keep going with us through the difficult times, through the good times. Because that's his plan A, B and C. That is his plan to display his glory to the world through us. And I want to encourage you. This is something worth giving yourself to. It's wonderful to see the church grow and, and, and mature and uh, and, and bringing your gifts and bringing all you have into this uh, body of people. Um, that doesn't mean to say it's all about what we do together as a body. There are some things we do together. We support one another as we go into the world. We support one another in uh, initiatives that each of us are involved with. But it's a unity together where we are supporting and loving uh, and bringing the gifting into this, uh, each other's lives where we can see uh, the church more and more displayed the wonderful, multicoloured wisdom of God. And so I want to encourage you, it's worth, it's worth giving your life for, in whatever that looks like for you. For us, it was, uh, you know, it's involved in, in whatever we can, and we, we, we love what we're involved in, we love being involved in the youth, we love uh, running a, a, a community group, or whatever it is that we, 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 we do, and, and, and of the years of, of what we've done. And, and because it's, it's that sense of we're part of, this amazing thing that God is doing in the world. So I want to encourage you. But right at the end, I want to just say this. It starts with getting close to the heart of Jesus. We can't do this in our own strength. We can't do this. We can't work ourselves up. God is passionate for his church. God is passionate for you and me. And actually, as we get close to him, as we follow him, as we pursue him, as Joe was talking about earlier on, so we will grasp that passion for his church, for his people, and for his purposes. And so it starts with a coming close to Jesus. Because he is passionate about you and me. He is passionate about his church. He's passionate about the glory of God. He's passionate about seeing it built and seeing his kingdom come through the church. And so if, you, if, you, if you're not sure how this works for you, come close to Jesus and get his heart for his church and what he's doing. Yeah, let's just let's just pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you for for the people here. I thank you for the different nationalities and different uh, backgrounds. Uh, rep represented here. I thank you that, that we have such a privilege in this part of the country to have so many different uh, backgrounds and races all part of us here. And uh, Lord, it is a privilege to be part of it. It's a privilege to see in reality, Lord, what you intended to build. 
Uh, and Lord, it's, it's fascinating how you brought us together. Lord, I, I just pray for us, Lord, that you would help us to live in unity, to reflect what you've done by bringing us together. Well, thank you that you've made peace. We're all here, God, by the same method. Lord, none of us have earned it. None of us have, have, have got here because we're better or, or, or because we're cleverer or because anything else. We've come here because it's through Jesus Christ and his suffering and his sacrifice we've been brought together. And Lord, I thank you for that. And I thank you that we all start at the same place. But Lord, I thank you, God, that your intent is through the church to display your multicoloured wisdom. And Lord, we want to be part of that. I want to be part of that. Lord, we want to be part of that. Lord, whatever our part is, Lord, whatever our gifting we've got, whatever we can do, Lord, we want to be part of that to bring about wonderful purposes, to see your kingdom come, to see more men and women added into this place, to see more of the gifts uh, displayed, more of your healing, more of your miracles, more of your... Uh, um, all the things that your spirit brings, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. We want to give ourselves to seeing that happen, Lord, in this place. Thank you, Lord, you are for us. It's your intent. You're never going to give up. Lord, thank you that you're for us. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, help us to line up with your heart. Lord, help us to get close to your heart that we may give ourselves to your purpose.